Um, first of all, thank you for uh, taking the time to be on here. Thank uh, you. Do you have any questions before we get going? I'm good. Okay. So I'm just going to verify everything's recording. Camera off screen. I think this one's on. Sweet. Zoom is recording. This is so complicated. I'm always stressed. I'm going to like <laughs> miss something. Also, how do you pronounce your name? Is it Anair Lu or Anair what? Because I'm pretty sure it's, I did that wrong, right? It's, no, the first one was pretty close. It's Anna Rulu. Say it again. <laughs> Anna, an, Anna, Anna. Anna Rulu. Oh. I it into two. So my name, Anna, and then yeah. Rulu. Rulu, okay. Like French, I see it. Rulu. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I knew the whole like L-O-U-X like thing. Uh, so Anna Rulu. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm gonna butcher that, so I might not even say it on the episode. <laughs> uh, okay, sweet. Well, if you have no questions, I'm gonna once again verify, because I want this to be the best episode ever, and it will. Dude, the <laughs> intro, I've worked on the intro, and it looks so cool already. I, I found oh, a baby picture of you that you posted on Twitter, um, and <laughs> use that in the intro. It's like the one with your dad holding you and your uh, yeah. mom. Like your dad yeah, has the yellow shirt. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to use that in the episode. Uh, That's cute. Yeah, all right. <sighs> okay. This is this is going to be good. This is going to be good. All right. So, Anna Rilu. Right. Anna, Anna Rilu? <laughs> Anna Rilu. Is that right? Either or. Okay, okay. so you're, you're just enunciating the E differently, but it doesn't matter. Like I'll just like, call you Anna. Anna's good. Anna, yeah. okay. So Anna, you're the, uh, well, new chairwoman of Bakey's Bakery. Uh, you're the owner of the famous Bloxy award-winning clothing group, Kestrel, which I personally have known about for, I guess, as long as I've been on Roblox. It's been a big thing. Uh, you're an event coordinator and a Spanish translator. You've done a lot on Roblox, but I don't want to steal your thunder. Uh, could you brag a bit about your experience on Roblox and just give us a little bit of a backstory about who you are and what you've done? Yeah, um, so I started on the platform in 2011 and that is around the same time that I started to get into clothing designing um, because I, I found it really dope that you could just like make your own avatar look cool um so that eventually led me to clothing groups and that's where i found kestrel um and in 2013 when the company was founded i jumped in maybe two months later and worked my way up um for over seven years um kind of just working with the devs and working with the different owners that were part of the company throughout the year. And then I eventually ended up owning it in 2020. And from then it was kind of like a catalyst and like things just got crazy because it was like immediately that opened up a lot of doors for me. So I was able to apply to be an event organizer um, because I had such a big community um, under Kestrel. So they gave me the opportunity to host events for designers and that's been going great. My first event was like 
over 500 something attendees Mm -hmm. um which was like a record for them and i was like you guys are crazy like like there's no way that that was like like that big of a deal but like Mm -hmm. i looked at the analytics of everything and they were like no like it was 500 and i was like wow that's crazy um i had no idea that that many people cared about designing clothing and stuff since it was such a like underrepresented community um and maybe like two weeks ago i got into talks about owning bakeys um as like a favor uh for my good friend john who currently owns it and he was like yeah i want someone that i can trust um to own it and he was like i trust you i think you're gonna do great and um right now i'm just on like a development head basis and once everything gets pushed out it's transfer of ownership and we're good to go right and so for the people listening that uh, may not have heard of kestrel or bakeys because personally i haven't uh can you kind of just give us a really quick elevator pitch what is kestrel what do you guys do and then now what is bakey's bakery and how does that work in like the online world and also, so, so also, this is something else. So you actually make money from Kestrel, right? So I yeah. guess like a legitimate like income. Yeah. It's not just like a, you're mm-hmm. making uh, two Robux, whatever, and then you, no. you're actually making money from this. Mm-hmm. So just what is Kestrel and what do you guys do? So Kestrel was founded on the belief, and it's like our, our tagline. It's like a style for every story. And we were the first like, clothing group ever on the platform that was providing an in-game experience for users so taking users off of the avatar like selection like purchasing stuff in the catalog to having an in-game experience that is also combining like social aspects and stuff like that so it was it was like shopping and buying and doing things like that so kestrel Mm -hmm is just a clothing group that's not really based on like one aesthetic or anything like that. We kind of like to cater for all audiences. Um, And we basically are like a small little social community group that just kind of like work with um, different like customer service, like role play, like aspects in order to like provide a really good experience for our players. And Bakey's is one of the first cafes on Roblox that brought an an additional layer of role play experience to Roblox. And it was kind of like kids enjoying pretending to be like cafe um, waitresses and like waiters and just like taking people's orders and stuff. So when you walk into Bakey's, it's you just come up to a register and there's a menu, you can pick out what you want, and you'll be able to eat it. And there's a lot of social aspects in that game, too. So you'll be able to like, chat and we have like um little games that you can play like um through shifts and stuff like that so right that's the gist of the two groups sweet uh so uh besides kestrel uh i know you only recently got in in 2020 but what all have you uh been involved with and worked on uh besides kestrel but on roblox so i don't know if i missed this in your introduction but when did you actually like get involved like how did you find out and when did you get involved with roblox so 2011 around there was when i learned about roblox and i was i was like 10 or 11 so definitely for me way too young to like know what like like 
real development is like game right. loops and things like that um but um i like as i grew up maybe around when i was like 16 is when i learned about the world of like taking commissions mm -hmm. and i started to do like designing and stuff for like a whole bunch of like different games and groups um and never i never worked with any game or group like consistently like most of my commissions were like contractual work that was just like one and done um but i did do like a lot of stuff for like a bunch of like clan groups and things like that starting off really small um and now i do more things for like ultimate driving um mm. i did some stuff uh for like just to cook like i it's so hard to think because i've done so much i'm like it's right. all like mumble like jumbled in my brain but um yeah and then now only recently did i really really get into like 3d modeling so now i'm just working on like models and stuff for like bakies and for like friends yeah. and stuff so what specifically did you do with ultimate driving because i used to like spend a lot of time on that game yeah i'm working with them right now and what i'm doing is i'm making them a whole merch line um, really and so so they're starting to they're I, I don't know if i can like really talk too much about it but yeah they're gonna introduce some merch and um i'm making them like some in-game like t-shirts and stuff and also some like customizable clothing options for their game because they have such a big like social community that really likes to do like little races and stuff like that right right well uh, so like again we're flying through this because this is uh kind of going to be the speed we go throughout this but uh so kind of to go a little back into uh your personal life going into now uh how has your life changed since starting with roblox so like you said you only just got involved with kestrel or that like an owner uh, of kestrel as of last year and a whole lot has obviously publicly changed for you uh, but before that, like, how has Roblox changed your life? So, um, I think anyone who started Roblox back in 2011 or around that time can attest to how addicting the game was. And, yeah. like, you were, you spent, like, time in school just, like, thinking about, oh, when am I going to get out so that I can play? And it... It, part of it was like because I had so many friends on here that like I just was like dying to speak to and back in the day there was no discord it was just Skype so it was like yeah. get on Skype and like be in the little like group chats and stuff so there are friends from 2013 around there that I still speak to and like this was the year that we were like gonna meet up and stuff and like um like talk and and just like hang out but obviously the pandemic happened but um it it's for me it's like roblox is like something that has transcended to being a hobby and a job to just a place where i can like find my peace like okay. it's great to be surrounded by friends um in college and stuff like that but it's also great to be in a community with people that kind of get what you do it's like really hard to explain to people what you do on roblox yeah but people that are already on the platform they like get that so it's not it's something that comes like as a second thought and the first thought is more like well let's just have fun um and i mean prior to kestrel i had a very similar experience with like to you where i've met my significant other on here and although we're not married um 
it's been two years strong and like we we took a couple flights out to meet each other and um that's definitely been a big change um explaining to my parents like how it was that i met him um and kind of walking them through what that was like and like what he does and what i do on the platform um but other than that it's just been like since then it's just been like crazy like nonstop. like i i don't think i have any time other than school and work and work being like roblox and stuff and just getting on and like interacting with people um but yeah so you're in school right now uh i am what are you in for i'm an english major uh with a minor in business admin okay so uh this is something that i'd probably cover in chapter three but i'm curious now uh like what is what is the goal for you in, in Roblox? <laughs> like, are you are you wanting to like launch your own thing outside of Roblox, or are you looking to like turn Roblox into like your full time gig for the foreseeable future? So, before owning Kestrel, turning Roblox into a long term gig was not a thought in my head. The original plan was to go to a good undergrad and then graduate and go to law school and take the bar and become a lawyer. Wow. I'm still on that track. However, I wouldn't say that I'm not considering Roblox as like a secondary income Mm -hmm. in the future. Um, Right now, I am very content with where I am. And I know that that's like such an odd answer because so many people are like, I want to grow, I want to do. And I, I have plans, but right now, like, For me, it's always been a lot more about the community and just like logging on and seeing so many people be excited about whatever it is that I'm doing rather than just like focusing on like the income side of things. Right. Um, And so um, for now, it's not necessarily something that I intend on like really relying on, but who knows, you know, like so much change from then to now where... I can afford more and more things. And so I'm like, well, that's not something you, you ignore, you know, you don't just like, all right, I'm graduating, I'm out. Like mm-hmm. you, you try to grow on that, so. Yeah, so becoming a lawyer and then taking on Roblox full-time are like completely two different things. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, so like you'd still become a lawyer at some point, right? Or you said you're on the track still. Yeah. Like my the way that my school is structured is a little complicated but there is a pre-law track and I'm on it so I'm on my way there's like no backseeds like like and my school is like is like paid for so like if I if I step out all that money that was paid for like I would have to pay it back so definitely have to finish and I'm going to um um definitely now that I'm like more involved in Roblox though, I've been aiming to take some more classes related to that. So like programming and like, like intro to programming, like maybe like, like there's a couple graphics classes and stuff like that, but two, two very different worlds. And that's wow. what's so like anxiety inducing about it. Um, because I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. where am I going to go? But um, we'll see. I mean, that's like three years from now. So I have time. And who says you can't do both, you know? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, kind of <laughs> to bring it back to Roblox. Uh, so this one's 
not as deep, but could you walk us through your, I guess, personal process? Uh, so if this is, I guess, uh, let me re-ask that question. I completely like blacked out. So could you walk us through your personal process from, I guess, start to finish uh, creating an outfit on Roblox, whether it's for a client or something for like the Kestrel store? What is like your personal process? Where do you get your inspiration? Uh, just like what programs you use, what does that look like for you? So when I have a client approach me, I typically am approached with people that don't necessarily have the full vision in their head yet. They kind of want me to finish executing that for them. Yeah. So I kind of have a lengthy conversation with them about what exactly it is that they want. So when they send me inspiration and things like that, I'll always ask them like what from these pictures is it that that you like the most because I you don't like everything about every picture mm -hmm. um there's something about each outfit or something about like the pattern of something that you like so so tell me what aspect of each one it is and I'll try to morph it into like a Frankenstein like outfit for you um once I go through that, I go through a sketching process on um, Procreate where I just kind of like sketch out like a rough draft of what I would want it to look like before I really get started on a, like an actual template. I send that over to them. If they think it looks cool, I'm like, cool. Um, and I get on Clip Studio Paint. Um, I okay. used to do it on GIMP, but recently made the transfer over to Clip Studio. GIMP. And yeah. That's and Cliff Studio, Cliff Studio is definitely a step up from GIMP. Yeah. Um, and so I get on there, I put a template. I use something called the advanced template, which is like not something you can upload to Roblox, but it's basically the entire Roblox character. Un, like if you thought of it as like an origami piece, it's like un-origamied, like it's unfolded completely. And yeah. it, it lets you like line up clothing a lot better. So I will design on that. I'll send them a couple uh, screenshots with like watermarks over it, just kind of showing them like, this right. is what it looks like. Um, make adjustments based on what they want. And then once it's done, I'll upload it to studio um, as like a decal, um, like on a humanoid. Yeah. Um, and I kind of show them what it looks like on a character and then they'll purchase it and we'll go through with sending over files and stuff as far as like designing for kestrel like for my own like out of my own brain yeah um inspiration is hard to come by i think the common answer for a lot of people is they just go on google or pinterest for me um it's more so like things that i'm surrounded by so lately i've been playing a lot of genshin impact and i'm like obsessed with the character design there and i love the way that they're dressed so i've been trying to like mimic that style but with my own like unique like twist so that it's mm -hmm. kind of like whatever i'm doing whatever i'm being like like enveloped by and and recently it's been genshin i just kind of like bring that to my style and like my liking right and so you said the advanced uh template is that something different than what roblox offers on the uh, upload your shirt kind of thing yeah and i wish that they would offer like the advanced template as an off as like an upload option so the uh, the regular roblox template that everyone is used to is just like the f squares on top and then the arms or legs on the bottom right. and that's what everyone is used to the advanced template is something designers use 
pre-upload and it's kind of like the arms and legs are attached to the body so you can see exactly where the lines of the shirt is going to align with like the lines of the pants so like right. if i could give you a more visual example it's like when you're making a suit you know the jacket doesn't just stop at the torso you it kind of has to go down to the legs so um basically like that helps with aligning that so it doesn't look off by a couple pixels just because you eyeballed it right so that's what that is and then you take the advanced template and you kind of fit fit it all together on the one that's supposed to be uploaded to roblox and then you mm -hmm. upload it is that something you could send me and i could throw it on the yeah. video okay yeah yeah so i'll try to remind you later but that'd be a cool visual to include there yeah uh so back to my list of questions uh Dude, what's up with Roblox people and weird usernames? So this is one of my moderators. Uh, his name's okay. Abro. Dude, okay, so his old username was tamzy 3 di I'll just put it up on the screen. So if you had to choose, uh, hold on. I'm having my, e my echo come through your screen, I think. I hear like my voice. How? I don't know, I was hearing like, e like, a, like a choppiness. I, I'm not hearing it right now. Oh, there it is. I mean, I have my AirPods on, so yeah, that's weird. the it, audio is coming from my internal mic. Yeah, we should be good now. I'll edit it. Okay. Okay. So, Tamzy3D, and this is his old username right here next to me, or his new username. So, if you had to choose uh, a company other than Kestrel or a person, uh, who or what is one of your fav favorite clothing creators on Roblox? Oh, that is so hard. Um, I have so many. Um, I'm putting you in a tough position because I know you've got a lot of good like creator friends. Yeah, and... <laughs> I like I love I love everyone so much. Oh God, and like I know as soon as I say a name or something, they're all gonna be like, "Why not me?" Yeah. Um, no, Ruining but friendships I, here. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I I I think someone I am most inspired by is Rorian, um, also known as Beth, and she is the owner of Tiger. Tiger. She has been on this platform as long as I have, mm -hmm. and Tiger has been on this platform more or less as long as Kestrel has, and we've always been competitors. Up until Beth became the owner, and then I became the owner, and Prior to that, Kestrel always had like male owners, same with right. Tiger. So when both of us became owners, we were like, yo, female power, like, let's go. And we bonded over that. And a lot of Beth's experiences are very similar to mine. And I look up to the way that she handled them with so much grace and just maintaining that like retro industry vibe that has died out. Um, right. with the new generation of clothing designers. Um, so definitely Beth. I would I would love to be Beth and live a, a day in the life of Beth. <laughs> good, good answer. Uh, so back to you. Uh, what would you consider your biggest accomplishment so far on the Roblox platform? You can take That's a second hard. if you need it, yeah. Yeah. So it could um, be clothing related or it could just be, you know, anything. I think and this might seem very like minute 
but to me it was huge but um it was getting roblox to listen to me um i think a lot of devs struggle with individual voices that they would like for roblox to hear um and the the company itself is very receptive to user feedback and stuff like that um but when um i'm trying to find a way to phrase this that will not get me in trouble when uh -oh. gucci came onto the platform and uploaded clothing with copyrighted um content from kestrel mm -hmm. That was a very difficult moment, but very eye-opening for me um, because I had worked so hard to revive the name of a group that had died out in a while. And then it was a little difficult to see some someone so big take some of your intellectual property and just kind of put their name on it. Uh, and I've never tweeted out a storm in the way that I did and emailed and called and just like wanted to get a hold of anyone and everyone who would listen um and they did they they took the clothing down nice. and re-uploaded it um which was dope um and the conversations that ensued from that was a lot of designers feeling like this is the girl that we're going to need, you know, to have our backs in case something ever does happen. And that is like the greatest feeling in the world. When right. your community that you've been a part of kind of, and they shouldn't, but they like put me on a pedestal and they're like, she's going to save all of us. <laughs> and that was like a moment where I was like, you guys are so sweet. I like cried for like days. Um, and I mean, from then on, it's been like catalog optimization for me, like tweeting at them, emailing, like, like, let's optimize the catalog. Let's make it easier to search through. So that was like the defining moment of like my career, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, one, you became a spokesperson for all clothing creators at that point because yeah. you, so you're only, you're only 19, right? So yeah. just like any 19 year old, like just in general, having to deal with something like a brand like Gucci, like someone as high up as they are, stealing intellectual property, but then having like the actual like courage and determination to like say that's not right and do something about it. I mean that, I think that's pretty cool. And uh, man, I see why people really like appreciate you for that. <laughs> um, but so if you could describe your story to kind of transition into uh, chapter two in just one or two words, what would those words be and why again you can have time to think if you need see but the english major in me is going through every vocab term can you use spanish because that's going to make it easier yeah not really um overcoming hurdles i would say two words okay why um, I think everyone's work is all about setting goals, finding something that's stopping you from getting there, and then jumping right over it. 
And for me, that's how I've always seen things. I've always mapped out the hurdles that I'm going to potentially face before I even get to what it is that I want to achieve. And getting to own Kestrel was not easy. Um, that I mean, it's seven years of like sticking with the company and going through um, a lot of stuff like like you know exploiters at the time when it was like not easy to protect your game like leaking your game and stuff like that um dealing with like low member count things like that and just like not giving up um and same thing with like the gucci situation it was very easy for me to just not say anything no, it's i just think like oh they're so big of a company they're not gonna care mm-hmm. But it's like, I've always viewed life in that frame of like, just like, there is no settling for less. You have to jump over whatever it is that's stopping you. I think that's like that immigrant mentality of like, <laughs> like, you're not allowed to like, stop, like you have to go. So yeah. Wow. Uh, and that's literally kind of what the uh, whole like point of the series is, is to identify what those hurdles are that people like you have gone through and just talking about it and that's what chapter two is about uh so other than the whole gucci situation can you give me uh maybe like a specific example of a challenge you faced either as you know a creator or just a personal challenge and how did you get over that okay um So prior to me living on my own, um, I had to decide where I wanted to go to college and what I wanted to do. And that was difficult for me because a lot of what I was raised on was and, and I feel like most immigrants can really, it's like you're either going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what your family like came to America for. It was to give you an opportunity at a better chance at life. And that's a lot of pressure, but it gets, it gets to a peak when you're 18 and you kind of have to be like, okay, now I have to choose for myself what it is that I want to do with my life. And I ended up going to the University of Florida for a number of reasons. But leaving my family to like move over there was the worst ever. Because you're like raised so tight knit, at least in my family, it's just so like, like so much love and like dependence and things like that. And so leaving my mom behind especially was like so hard it's like you miss mom's cooking you like Mm -hmm. you miss like you have a bad day you just like go to the couch and like lay on her lap and you're like i'm having a terrible day so that was hard because as soon as i transitioned over to living on my own and being in my own apartment and stuff and having to deal with it with like with like issues on my own like the gucci situation where i couldn't just i had to like call her and tell her it's not the same Mm -hmm. so 
it was very difficult for me to like find myself um, and kind of do things without the help of anyone else and just kind of like figure out how to be my own parent in a way. It, right. it was hard. Yeah. Did your parents originally move here or was it uh, your grandparents that no, immigrated my parents. here? No, my your parents, parents. My parents immigrated, yeah. Were you were you born uh, here or where were you originally? So I was, I was born in Cuba. Cuba, um, okay. Yeah, um, but my entire family calls me the American of the family because yeah. I came here when I was nine months old. So practically born here. Um, okay. So I never, I never experienced like growing up in my home country and stuff like that yeah dude that's cool cuba's not too far from <laughs> america though so i mean go back uh so this is there's a lot to this uh but what would you say is one of the toughest parts about working in the clothing industry on roblox so i'm not even in it but i can already think of a few Hard. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. hard like i i'm about to say some controversial things that i feel like a lot of designers are like are not ready to hear yet but um the clothing industry on roblox is significantly more has a more younger demographic than i would say the development side of roblox sure um i feel like a lot of developers really get their start maybe around 16 17 where they like really like understand everything. And then you have like your prodigies w that are like insane and they're starting at like 13, 14, 15 and they're like crazy developers. Mm -hmm. With designers, I'd say a lot of them fall within an age range where they're still figuring themselves out personally. And so it leads to a lot of drama. Yeah. There's a, like the, a lot of the clothing community, especially on Twitter is just filled with like minds that you, always want to like avoid stepping on um but be besides that um it's feeling underrepresented so um i feel like a lot of issues with the design community are set aside and i've voiced this before and i've yeah. gotten a lot of mixed opinions from developers and stuff um but I feel like developers are always put on a higher priority list than designers are. Um, and that makes it difficult for us to feel motivated to continue working on the platform because we have things like the introduction of the fee. We have things like the introduction of the fee. And so like that makes it more difficult for us to feel motivated to upload and also get that money back that we spent hours and hours like uploading this one thing and now we're not yeah. getting any profit from that. Um, so that was difficult and feeling like we weren't being heard um, and kind of making things easier on us. Um, the introduction of like the announcement of 3D clothing made everyone panic. Like if there was a panic button, like everyone was like smashing it because it yeah. was like none of us or the majority of us don't know a, a thing about like 3d modeling or like bump maps and stuff like that so it, right. it really scared a lot of us to feel like we were going to get phased out um from the platform mm -hmm. um and i think lastly i think the biggest thing is probably how everyone is kind of in their own world um i feel like devs feel more connected to each other because 
unless you're a unicorn and you can script model and build you have like to make a successful game you have to work with other people always when you're a designer you can work by yourself it's just one thing you upload it to your group and you generate profit from that so sometimes people feel more inclined to distance themselves from others um right and i've noticed that a lot and i feel like my events kind of have been trying to push against that right yeah and i feel like that's i don't know that's definitely a challenge that i feel like i face and like the whole like youtube and like creating thing is just i don't know it's just ego in general kind of like creates issues um so i completely understand where you're coming from there um so we kind of talked about this uh but let's just pretend you never found out about roblox kestrel roblox clothing any of that what would you be doing now if none of that happened in your life so i don't talk about this much because i don't think and a lot of people will disagree but i don't think using my roblox platform for my political activism is that big of a deal i'll say a couple things here and there but for the most part i keep that off social media because to me it feels always a little performative but um in high school really quick backstory i've talked about this before um i lived about 20 30 minutes away from parkland um Mm. and marjorie stoneman douglas where um there was a shooting my freshman year that took 17 lives and started the whole march for our lives movement and stuff um i was like 15 or 16 and that was like my political awakening and i just dove into the books into everything and like around that time i wasn't that active on roblox which allowed me to have way more time to canvas um do phone banking work with political figures in my like local like community and stuff march um and protest uh and that was great because it was great to feel young and feel like i had so much power over people that were making decisions about the future of my life right um and that kind of came to a halt senior year when the pandemic hit and it was mm-hmm. like we had to be politically active from home and it was doing the thing that I don't like doing, which is doing it on social media. Right. Um, and I turned to Roblox and um, since then um, I haven't really done much and I feel guilty a little bit, but um, obviously BLM came up and all that. Um, I did, I did my due diligence on that offline. Um, if I wasn't on Roblox, I probably would be just like interning for some like local or probably going to DC. Like my goal really was like to go to DC and like be someone's intern and just yeah. like do something. Like under know, a congressman? The world. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, something about political figures. Have you like actually had meetings with uh, like congressmen, senators, people like that? Yes, not meetings, but like just like working with them. Like okay. it, it's it, it happens very quickly. Like you just show up and you're like, hey, hey, you yeah. shake hands, and we're like, cool, we're both here for the same thing. Let's get to it. And that's kind of like 
Sweet. So you're not, so no, I'm only asking that because like I know a whole lot of people who are like solely social media and all they do is kind of like voice an opinion uh, rather than like actually go out and try to make a difference. And I think yeah. there's like two different, like, I mean, like both of them are good, but I feel like you have to do uh, like an equal amount of both because speaking on an issue doesn't change that issue necessarily. Yeah. It, it gets like eyes and ears on it, but I feel like going out to like political figures, talking with people who actually can make like legal differences is like the way to go. Like, just yeah. in my opinion. No, um, I, I totally agree. I, like yeah. that's why I, I, I do voice it a little bit on social media. If I see right. something that's like a little not okay, I'll just kind of correct them and like move on. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I agree. I think going out and yeah. doing something that is much more impactful versus yeah voicing like the infographic like disease is what people call it where they just like, post <laughs> cute little infographics and it's like that's great but right yeah so back to my list of questions we're actually almost through chapter two already um so what's something that you wish you would have known or something that you wish you had done differently before jumping into kestrel and roblox um i don't have to do everything myself yeah um a lot of it was me not knowing how to delegate to people jobs and things to do so the inner workings of kestrel relies a lot on other people um managing community events writing new company policies dealing with payouts dealing with designers i i didn't realize that i didn't have to all do that by myself but because i wanted it to be so perfect i was doing it all by myself and that led to a lot of burnout Mm -hmm. Because it was like no motivation to do what I was actually supposed to do, which was like development, working with developers and just like getting new versions out and stuff like that. Um, so it was learning that um, like a big part of me is a micromanager mm. and learning how to let that go. And now transcending that over to like in general, um, I've learned to just take it easy with development. Um, I've learned that I don't need to rush things just to get a game out, just to get people excited. Um, it is the same whether I make them wait three months or six months. Um, the difference that comes in terms of like attitude is how good the game is and the difference between a three-month game and a six-month game. Yeah. So I would say that that was pretty big lesson the whole delegating thing is a big thing to like realize especially so i'm 21 and i'm only now like realizing that i can't do everything on my own and that's so i'm i'm watching a different thing uh, i can tell you about after this uh but with that platform that i'm building my main goal is delegate and get a specialized team because there are people that can let's just say people that can edit videos better than I can or people that can film or people that can design better than I can I can do all that but I'm not necessarily as good as if I were to delegate that and like give people like who are specialized in that um, one thing and I've, I like I've run three separate businesses and in all three of those I've been like the the jack-of-all-trades guy who like has my hands in everything and I do everything and it's all reliant on me. So like if I stop, then the business stops. But if you like delegate it, then you could like step back and it'll run without you. And that's what I'm working on doing. So I think it's really cool yeah. that you uh, you have done that with Kestrel and have realized that. 
uh, so early on. But that's that's pretty cool. So last question for chapter two, and then chapter three will be pretty freaking quick. So what would you say your personal mission is? Uh, and I guess a different way to uh, word that would be, you know, what's something that you'd like to achieve that you haven't yet? So somebody said this, I forget who it was, but I was in a voice call and they were like, you're like the fairy godmother of designers. And I was like, I sat there and I was like, that's really cute to think of it that way. Um, and I don't necessarily feel that way yet. Um, but I think one of my biggest goals would be to get a foot in the door and maybe head over to California and do something physically at HQ uh, for Roblox in the name of designers and mm -hmm. just representing the culture that is designers, the catalog, help them see what kind of features and optimization would be great for us. Um, I think that would be like, I could die happy. I did what I, I did what I set out to do for designers. Like this mm -hmm. is it. Um, and be able to like sit or just like sit and like have a meeting with like execs and just yeah. be like, Hey, <laughs> this is what we need. Um, I think I think that would be great. That that would probably be my biggest goal on the platform. Dude, you'd be a you would be a good lawyer because like like throughout our entire <laughs> conversation, like you're all about like fighting for people and like out on behalf of people. So I think you'd make a great. <laughs> you should be like the first like legitimate like Roblox lawyer for clothing designers, like virtual merchandising Just, uh, like, attorney. <laughs> Sue them. Yeah, straight up sue Roblox for it. Oh my gosh. Well, sweet. So, chapter three, the future. Uh, what's what's next for you? What does this next year look like for you? 2021. Uh, what are you working on? What's something you're working towards? So I can't say too much. Of course. But. Roblox um, toy. <laughs> no okay you're no. insistent no i mean i have a contract signed but i'm not yeah. saying like anything is happening see yet. i know um but um <laughs> so a game i think okay. it's it's not a lot of designers out there have like spearheaded their own game there's probably like two out mm -hmm. there and it's style wars and call me bob which made royal high and that was like that is like the epitome of like where the design community like flocks. Right. So um, I wanted to make something for them that kind of highlights them, but also is available to a broad community of people. Still follows that game loop style um, and that like sort of like welcoming uh, image that a lot of younger like players try to gravitate towards so mm -hmm. i'm working on that um Sweet. and probably in in the next year it'll pop up somewhere hopefully yeah um with bakey's i'm also working on a new version for them so like a whole brand new game completely different from what they're used to so bakey's for those that don't know 
is very much a low poly, lots of pop colors, just very like in your face. This is like very directed towards children and I'm like giving it kind of like a semi mature makeover. Um, and it's not going to be low poly at all. And I'm working with some really cool builders who are bringing like a fantasy medieval concept to life for bakies. Um, and that's exciting. That's probably coming out like this summer. Um, and then for Kestrel, man, I got a lot going on. Um, and for <laughs> Kestrel, um, because our new version is so fresh and new, there's nothing coming out like this so, so immediately, but Kestrel's taken a tour of the world. So we stopped at Switzerland with the current version and our next version um, potentially could be somewhere very close to my heart. And if you listen closely, you would know. Cuba? Maybe, I don't know. So you say tour of the world, <laughs> you mean like you're updating like the look of the, uh, the game, the actual Kestrel mm -hmm. like HQ and all that? Okay. to match like where it is in the world sweet well i'm looking forward to your roblox toy <laughs> uh, <laughs> so 60k coins accept on nice name uh asks what advice do you have for those looking to get into and pursue clothing creation on roblox um don't be intimidated by the community uh remember that ultimately you can focus on your own things um without having to integrate yourself that quickly into the community mm -hmm. um but be receptive to criticism the best thing you can do is to listen to what others think of your um art and take that constructive criticism and work on it and practice 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 not everything that you make needs to get uploaded but as long as you're sitting there and just figuring out what kind of techniques and styles you want and showing it to the different kinds of people that work in those different kinds of like spheres you should be fine um as far as like getting your name out there and like getting a group out there Twitter is the place to be. I say, it's like the phrase that I tell everyone. Like Twitter is the place to be. That is where you network. That is where you meet people. That is where you'll see what is trending, what people like to see. And it's where you can communicate with your audience on a more less personal, like on a more personal level, but like not as like seriously. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely just practice on your art take some advice for like, like the whole design community is built on every single discord server having a feedback channel. And it's there for a reason. Like people will tell you like, you miss this little pixel right here. And like, it's something that you wouldn't catch because it's your own work. Right. Um, so definitely just Twitter and take criticism. Sweet. And then, so last question, uh, it's kind of a piggyback off this past question is just like, what's some general advice you have for the people watching right now just advice in general a once very wise woman by the name of just mama um also known as heather Sweet. once told me if you worry about the money of things 
you're not going to get anywhere. Worry about you, the quality, getting the community excited, the actual like experience of it first and money will come. Mm-hmm. Money, money is a secondary thought. And it, 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 for a lot of people, it isn't, but it should be. Um, because ultimately this is a platform that a lot of people come onto to just vibe, relax, escape from the horrors of the everyday world. Um, and when you're creating something for a group of people, you should always try to cater to them first and not what you think might like monetize the game more Mm -hmm. because it's going to crash very quickly. Um, Because people see through that very easily. Um, So as long as you're focusing on your vision and what you want and keeping money as a secondary thought, you should be fine. Yeah. And no, I agree. Uh, You have to enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, that also is going to learn to lead to a burnout. Um, Wow. Well, good conversation. Is there anything else you want to mention while we're recording everywhere? Uh, any? Um, no, I mean, just like in general, I feel like I didn't really get an opportunity to like really think uh, Kestrel and stuff like that. Like just like, they know, they know that they know. I would die for them. Like they are my family. Like they the loyalty and and joy that i experience in kestrel is ridiculous and i i i feel like everyone says this but like no other group is like kestrel we are literally so tied to the hip and i love them so much and i'm always grateful every single day for like everything that they do for the company because while i may own it and be like the image of it like they're working behind the scenes like every single day like working their butts off to like make sure the group continues to succeed so well, just a quick thank you to them. Sweet. Well, I'll include that in there. Uh, so just while I'm thinking about it, so after this, could you send me, if you have like a PNG of the Kestrel logo, if you could send me that, and then also the uh, advanced clothing uh, template. Yeah. And, hmm, let me think. Do you have like a like a cool render of your character, like a PNG of that? Uh, the one like um, uh, Barely did? I think his name Yeah, is. I can send you the one that barely made. Like, does he have a PNG if it's just your character? Or, like, without the background on it? Yeah, he has a PNG if it's just being my character. Sweet, yeah. If I could get that, I'll probably throw that in the thumbnail. Yeah. Um, man, this was fun. Uh, the goal? <laughs> I'm filming with Minitune on, I think, like, Thursday or, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to have so much fun. I don't know if you've ever been on a call with him, but it I've is not. absolute chaos always. I, I never knew what he looked like until this past Bloxy Awards. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't even know he showed like, He's would so show cute. His face. I love him. Um, dude, I'm excited to talk with him because uh, I feel like he like only recently blew up. I didn't know about him until this year. Uh, He's like the nothing to something like that. Like, yeah, so and I just, yeah, I just found up. out. I just found out he has his own toy line. Like, not even with yeah. Roblox. He has his own piggy yeah. toy line. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. He's That's crazy. I, I love him, but have fun. He's he's definitely like like a ride. Like he's so crazy. I just you'll see. Well, it's gonna be good for content, I think. So, yeah. No, he's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna stop recording on.